It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. Hello, welcome to the True Penny Show. My name is James True Penny. This is my show, and we're up to some technical difficulties. We were hoping the new studio would breathe life into our sound quality, but no, we're back to my old Android phone which may or may not die by the end of the session. <laughs> so I'm going to put it back on charge. I just realized how much charge there is on it. Uh, today, we are going to help you out with all your self-quarantining needs because we're going to give you some things to go look at that will not cost you any money. Uh, they are free to the world on your YouTube. And to help me navigate this glorious freebie fest for those of you who cannot get out the house is mr marcus green baton rouge louisiana how are you sir i'm good i'm glad to be back like it's been a while, like been a while. Well, a fairly uh decent occasion under these circumstances always good to talk to you as usual it is it is we're trying we're trying to help you out as best as we possibly can uh, in these trying times, and we hope you're all fit, healthy, and well. Because this is one problem the world over that we can all agree is a pain in the ass. Now, we looked at two shows of the, the, for you that are free. Uh, first of all, we're going to Italy, believe it or not, for Viva Il Wrestling. And they have got a new YouTube show, which we will tag in the, in the stuff on this on Twitter and on Facebook. And it's free, and it's a little 20-minute show, which covers a little small little independent wrestling company from Italy. And it shows about one match a week, goes into kind of detail, obviously in a language neither of us two understand, about a professional wrestling match. And it was for the Italian Championship, and it pitted JD9 versus Killer Mask. What were your thoughts on this, Marcus? Uh, definitely interesting that... Um... It ended up being one match, one big match, but uh, I appreciated it. It, it was it was something different but familiar at the same time because of uh, you know, like the, the lucha libre style, if you will, and and obviously uh, both guys kind of had shades of other people that I've seen. Like at first, I thought JT Nine was like, I was like Enzo's fighting in Italy now, like <laughs> that's a double. Yes. Unfortunately, if you have a beard, blonde, a dark beard, blonde hair, and sleeves, your life is pretty much ruined as a professional wrestler now, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, wow, would Jay set me up like this? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it, uh, it, it, it was good. It, it was fun. Uh, nice little contrast between the characters. Obviously, some, some uh, more character work towards the end of the match, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't, you know. Not one of Meltzer's, Meltzer's seven-star classics or anything, but uh, it, it was good. It will, we'll set the scene for you. It is set in a wrestling gym slash uh, no-holds-barred MMA fighting gym. It's been sectioned off because there's an octagon at the back of the room and there's a wrestling ring at the other end of the room. So clearly there's some cross-training and cross-pollination, which I approve of, going on. Um, there, it is very lucha libre orientated, really, really like to the point of Rudos and uh, Technicos. The Technicos, that's JT9, is the Technicos actively cheerleading the crowd, which who are rampant. There's not many of them, but they are rabid for the action in front of them, which is always nice to see because there's nothing worse in the world to have 40 people in the crowd and they look bored. 
But these guys really were up for it. They were loving it. They really did enjoy this particular matchup. And um, Killer Mask is an ideal heel. Now, this was a last last man standing match and had pretty good production values, really, didn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, we, you know, we watch a lot of wrestling uh, just in general. And, and, you know, the quality certainly ranges uh, from extremely good to extremely poor. So I thought this was, was quite well, like you said, for the setting as it, it was in and everything. But everything came off, like you said, well. And definitely, you know, because it's an interesting time now. We're about to begin to watch a lot of wrestling shows without an audience. So it, it was cool to get this uh you know, like you said, even if it's a small bunch, of, if they're routing it into it, it makes it makes all the difference. So, you know, but uh, yeah, good, definitely good aesthetic to it. Now, is this is the one match from a promotion you've never heard of. I don't want to ruin the ending by <laughs> 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 giving you the result because that's a bit mean. Like this is stardom stuff. You're likely to have watched it, but this one you definitely won't have. So I'm not going to give away the ending. But that's our little shout out to the Italian promotion, Viva Il Wrestling. They've been around for five or six years. They've got a fair few bits on YouTube and they're now trying to do a weekly show, a weekly wrestling show. And we applaud their efforts. It is one camera shoot. They, obviously, the commentary is in Italian. But if you, if you just want the pure aesthetic, if you take the left-hand side of your earplugs out, you will just get the crowd noise. And you can have a very pure Lucha Libre experience. And I strongly recommend having some fun for 20 minutes. Ideal for the bus ride to work. Likewise. Great. All right. Now, the other thing, which you probably have seen and we should, we were going to have a look at, is the 8th of March show from Currican Hall, which was start of No People Gates, which, as you can imagine, meant no people at this particular show. Uh, Stardom. Did a show now currently owned by Bushy Road and resplendent with their Bushy Road uh, new gear. Essentially, they've got a new Japan ring from somewhere and <laughs> made it more appropriate to size. Uh, attend this is brilliant. If you look at the cage match entry for this, it goes Stardom No People, 8th of March 2020, World Wondering Stardom TV show, Tokyo, Japan, Kurokan Hall, attendance zero. Broadcast live, very much um, attendance zero because obviously. Japan has had no sporting events for the last two weeks. It has been uh, shut off from the rest of the world as far as any form of live entertainment or live gathering is concerned. And because of that, there's no wrestling. No wrestling at all is allowed in Japan right now. I wouldn't say that. BJW and a couple of the smaller promotions, who quite obviously would go under if they did not put live shows on, have been uh, putting as many shows out as they possibly can. And it's kind of filled a gap for for the industry. But, of course, people like New Japan uh, with the Bushy Road money can kind of uh, wear it, if you see what I mean. Stardom at the same price. So Stardom decided, well, you know, people should see what we were about and we should also have, uh, you know, do something a bit different. And as a result of that, they did a show which was just insane. And it got uh, Haru Maruta, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, that's Jushin Thunder Liger. Makato Oe, Momo Nakanishi, legendary wrestler, Ayun Alba, and Yoko Bito, another legendary wrestler, all on commentary. So it was really kind of a big shot window for Stam to come out with the, for the first time in a free public forum, because normally they're on their own service. So Marcus, you've watched a bit of Stardom in your time, and what do you think of the new roster and the new presentation since Bushiro came in? Have they spent the money wisely, first of all? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the talent was was there, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I've you know, uh, like I said, I haven't had an extensive amount of uh, delving in the in the stardom. What little I have, I mean, it's been quality, even when it hasn't necessarily had the, the quantity in terms of the funds. So now that they're upgrading that, um, it just seems like things are clicking on, you know, on for improvement um, on all sides. Really, I mean, like I said, the talent is there. 100% one thing I appreciate about this show was, I mean, like, you know, it was zero people in the audience you would have never known the way that they <laughs> uh, they I mean, they, they was even taunting like people in the crowd. It was great. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging everything. I mean, obviously, we, I feel like I'll get a better look at it when the things are back to normal. But uh, so far, so good uh, for me. Like I said, Stardom has never had a problem in terms of putting on a good show, whether it's been you know, in a room full of 20 or, or, or 200, so. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a fun show. And it started off with a battle royal, like under Royal Rumble rules, with no discernible amount for the time limit of when people would arrive. They just kind of arrived. But it was one of those things. First of all, AZM eliminated Saya Leader, uh, who would then come back later as Super Strong Starlight Machine. Okay, I will explain. It's a bit mental, this. Okay. Layla Hirsch turned up halfway through. She followed me on Twitter this week. Um, <laughs> and then my favorite bit is somebody pretending to be Mo- legendary AJW tag wrestler Momo Nakanishi turned up and was announced as legendary AJW tag champion Momo Nakanishi, which she was wearing a mask which looked like a watermelon. And when they took the mask off, it was legendary AJW World Tag Team Champion Momo Nakanishi. So there you go. Momo Nakanishi came out of retirement for this card. <laughs> um, my favorite highlight of the whole thing, though, was Mima Shimoda of the LCO, Los Cucaharas Orientalis, walks down to ringside with a chair in hand and Jushin Liger just goes, Murder Queen. <laughs> it's just like... This is the best thing I've seen in a while. This was awesome. It was just hilarious fun. None of the factions kind of helped anybody out. It was just, it was just fun. Mima Shimoda and Momo Nakanishi hugging center ring 20 years almost to the day till they tried to kill each other in an AJWWWA tag team championship match was hilarious. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on this, Marcus? Because for someone who's somewhat uninitiated to Joshi Pro Wrestling, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, I, it, it just got to a point where I just kind of had to sit back and, and, and just let it happen, to be honest. Um, uh, but but first, I mean, the only thing I've enjoyed uh, more than getting more initiated into this this uh, particular bit of the wrestling world is hearing your excitement about it. So uh, I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed this because um, it, it was I mean, it, it was it was just something fun. I mean, it, it was I mean, just that I mean, the thing that stick out to me the most was that uh, that centipede near the end. That that group sent <laughs> each other at the end, but it, I mean, it was this stuff was ridiculously fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, the fact that I, I guess uh, the lady name is uh, Saya uh, Ida. Um, yeah, yeah. The fact that she basically was in this match twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, three times if you uh, you know. Uh, separated but yeah i mean it was, it was just fun no i mean nobody with a mask was safe um <laughs> it, it was just some good stuff i had no idea the connection anything that was going on at the same time i had a, a full 
enjoyment of it, and that speaks to these, you know, performers. So, you know. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Shimoda, it's not her first appearance at Kirk and Hall this year. She was also on the CMLL uh, Fantastic Mania Tour, too. She was uh, managing on that particular tour in New Japan. Um, so, yeah, Bima comes back and starts swinging chairs just like the old days, isn't it? I just love it. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, that would be um, Saya Aida did do pull triple duty as Saya Aida, Captain Stardom, as a riff on the old Captain New Japan, who then became the first bone soldier that we don't talk about. <laughs> uh, and then came back as Super Starlight Machine, which was a riff on Super Strong Machine. <clears throat> and Super Strong Machine was, uh, of course, a big mid-carder star in the uh, early 1990s for New Japan, was a heel and turn face. And uh, she ended up winning the Battle Royal and then went on to wrestle Natsuku Tora. That was a qualifier for that match. And got her ass kicked in four minutes and 43 seconds, as you'd imagine, because she spent 20 minutes running around in the ring of three different characters and then lost to Natsuku Tora, who was... Uh, an interesting ring attire of a communist era hat with a rising sun flag on it, which is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, not so Katara, good baby monster heel. What do you think of her, Marcus? Yeah, I'm glad you teed that up like that because, uh, like you said, Sayaida, you know, she pulled triple duty. But, you know, just looking at this match, I'm like, man, even if she had came in here fresh, I think Tora would have killed her anyway. <laughs> she <laughs> was on a mission, she was playing no games. Um, she didn't get a, the lady any time to breathe, and she came there. She, this lady wasn't getting paid by the hour. That's the best way I can say. <laughs> yes, let's face it. Natsuku Tora's garden of fucks is barren. <laughs> she does not care none, oh, and she showed God. it. Yeah, this was really good. <laughs> this is an ass whooping. Proper old fashioned Joshi ass whooping. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. Just, just just, bang, 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 until it was all over. And yeah, that was great. Uh, next up was Tokyo Cyber Squad, Hanakamura and Jungle Kiona. They defeated Donna Del Mondo, Gayahila and Mike, Mikey, or Maki, in 13 minutes and 10 seconds. Now, I must admit, I've seen a bit of Gayahila. Hanakamura and Jungle Kiona, I'm very familiar with. And Mikey, I'm pretty familiar with as well from watching other bits and pieces. This was a corking tag team match. This was proper Joshi tag wrestling. High speed. No drag. This was great. I really love this. Hanakamura and Jungle Kiona are just amazing as a tag team together. Um, love watching them wrestle. Gaia and Makai are going to be great too, and they are showing great potential. I really love what they're going to do. They, they are doing. What are your thoughts on these four, Marcus? Because this was very different for you. I, mean, I think this, I mean, uh, you know, even before we get to the next match, I think the, the middle portion of this card is probably my favorite. Um, I mean, you got a little tag team wrestling, but even more so when it's, it's put on, you know, by, by you know, all these talented young women. Not that we, you know, separated here. You know, women wrestlers are just wrestlers, but um, it was just really great to see. Uh, I love the aesthetic of the Tokyo Cyber Squad, um, and, and of course the opposing aesthetic of, of uh, Donna Del Mondo, because it was easy for me to tell the the, the good from the bad guys. Um, but. Um, yeah, like you said, this was just a cracking tag team match. I mean, I, I think Adana Del Mondo, they used more submission tactics, um, yeah. which was good because they had the West Cyber Squad out because they were just, they, I mean, they, the cohesion was just in sync, smash mouth, knew what they wanted to do, uh, you know, separate, cut off the ring, like classic tag teams, you know, stuff. 
but uh yeah it was it was just it was just good you know uh and i think it really teed up what we was going to get next which you know uh to, for, for my money was even better yeah, yeah definitely i mean i'm just looking around at the cage match and looking at things and people are saying like this team is going to take over stardom for a long time in the when they were talking about um donna del mondo gaila and my guy um there is a lot of love for them amongst the big fans of uh stardom pro wrestling uh <clears throat> tokyo cyber squad as well they are a faction within stardom and stardom factions are even more complicated than new japan factions uh tokyo cyber squad started with hannah kimura mary apache uh and it was built with bobby tyler jamie hater uh, joined them to start with. Then she went on to join Odeo Sai. Sadie Gibbs now only wrestles for, um, well, she wrestles for uh, AEW in the States, of course. Jungle Kiona, Kayori Yaniyama, uh, Detyama San, Konami, Natsumi, Rino Raiki have all been part of the draft, have been drafted to uh, Tokyo Cypher Squad. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's very much a leadership role for Hannah Kimura, who kind of came in as a heel when she joined the company and is now exclusive to stardom. And it, they do try and put their aces at top of the their factions, much in the same way as New Japan do, with uh, obviously with um, you know a card as the top of Chaos and Jay White's the top of Bullet Club. That's really what they're trying to do with this to give each character, main character, a defining narrative. Because Kanakamura was in Odeo Tai to start with, and kind of got overshadowed by Kagetsu, so she left to go do her own thing. And the funny thing is. Odeo Tai was founded by her mother <laughs> in Kyokyo Inoue, who founded Kyokyo Inoue, uh, sorry, Kyokyo Kimura, not Kyokyo Inoue, Kyokyo Kimura founded Kyokyo Kimura Monster Goon, which was um, Haley Hatred, Alpha Female Jazzy Yeba, and uh, Kyokyo Kimura in 2011. And then if Odeo Tai was uh, Yoshiko and Stanatsuki. And Akiyasa Kawa's group, which merged with uh, Kyoko Kimura-gun um, and then became Odeo Tai that we know it is today. And th those factions have been around for a long while. They're well established. And Tokyo Cyber Squad is a relatively new faction, but you see what they're trying to do. Speaking of Odeo Tai, B Priestley, the newly minted leader of Odeo Tai, who came in and took over Odeo Tai when Kigetsu retired, tagged with Jamie Hayter. As she defeat, they defeated Keen's Queen's Quest, B Priestley's former faction, Momo Watanabe, Utami Hashiata. Uh, this was outstanding. Again, this was a brilliant, brilliant tag match. Marcus, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, the match before this was cracking, but this was just on another level. And and even just looking on the cage match side, I mean, it got it got recommended, uh, which you know normally is a, is a really good indicator. Uh, but yeah, I mean. They'll tie. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm new to all these women, but specifically, you know, Bia and, and, and Jamie Hayter, um, who seem like I don't know how long they've been together, but they look like they've been doing this for years. Um, and they've again, been on the British, they've tagged on the British scene for a long time. They're usually both heels, so they spend a lot of time, like, they've watched each other wrestle a lot, and now they're spending a lot of time in Japan. They're working together a lot. Yeah, and they, you know, they, fitting in quite well i mean they like i say they got great chemistry and you know they they playing up their roles really good specifically you know uh hater um and, and of course queen's quest brought it to them uh like i said this 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 to me was the, the non-stop 
you know, uh, bell to bell, you know, uh, smash mouth stuff that you just like to see um, in, in, in tag team bouts. And uh, like it, it felt like it came down to the wire, uh, but they, they pulled it out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see a series between these four women and, and for these titles and then not get tired of it. So, um, like I said, this is me being seeing them for the first time. So that speaks volumes, just what they did. Yeah, it is really, they are really good. I mean, Momo Watanabe's got potential to be one of the best Joshi wrestlers ever. And Itami Hashishiata is just coming along nicely, just at the right development speed of where she needs to be. Uh, Jamie Hayter, I've been a big fan of for years. I first saw her in Pro Wrestling Eve about three or four years ago, and I knew she was going to make it big in Japan when she got the right, because she's got the right temperament, she's got the right body style, she knows how to work a character, she's got all this depth. A B Priestley, dear God, the amount of she has improved since the first time I saw her. The first time I saw her wrestle, I saw her wrestle in Sheffield for progress, and I can't remember who she wrestled. I think it was Erin Angel off the top of my head. Can't remember exactly. And she was good, but she was, you know, she was derivative at best. She was, I interviewed her around the same time, and she was said to me that she wanted to go to Japan because she said they'd kill me then they make me stronger. And that's exactly what's happened to B Priestley. You know, she was also, you know, she's Will Ospreay's girlfriend. Okay. And there was a lot of derivativeness of what Will Ospreay did. She did too, which is, you know, it was kind of cute, borrowed some moves from her boyfriend, but it overshadowed what she did. Now she is a big star in her own right. And she jokes she's the top gaijin in her household. And she really is. You know, she is... A stronger character performer than Osprey is, I think, and she sells better than Osprey does. Obviously, as a heel, she doesn't sell anywhere near as much as she used to, but I think she has got some elements that Osprey hasn't got. It's unfair to compare them because Osprey had like one of the best years any wrestler ever had last year, and Priestley isn't in that league overall. But she is a much better performer than I've than than I've seen the last time I've seen a wrestler because it's been two or three years since I've seen a wrestler full length match, a main event level match, because I haven't been watching Stardom. Uh, which is where she mainly flies a trade these days. And now I look at her and I see a complete player where four years ago I didn't. And I think that's really important. She's so, shown an awful lot of growth, growth and depth in her game. Uh, I don't know if you've seen much of her work in AEW. How does it compare to this, Marcus? Yeah, I have seen. Um, went back and looked at some. Because I went back and looked at that. I was like, look at Amelia. Um, I think she, obviously, I think she got to... Uh, shine more here um and obviously they're working and building up more towards that in aews to get that division together uh but um yeah i mean just kudos to her um you know off top for realizing what she needed and and putting herself in position because you know hadn't she not gone to japan she might be in the same place you saw it initially you know um so you know just kudos to her because a lot of people do not have uh, the moxie, if you will, to, to, to take what she knew she was at, you know, like you said, that beat and, and, and get better from it. Because in the environment that she's in, if she does, she didn't get better in that four years, it's really just on her, you know. So uh, kudos to her for that. Yeah, I mean, she's I'm really impressed with her. The way she's put her work ethic together, she is one of the world's best female wrestlers, which wasn't the case when I first came across her four years ago. And uh, she's put the time in, definitely. 
Right, the main event was a lumberjack match. Unusual for Joshi. I think this is the first time I've ever seen Joshi in the lumberjack match. 17 minutes and 43 seconds. Sakai Kashima of Ode Tai lost to Mayu Watani of Stars. Mayu Watani is the big baby face of the company, so they put her as a headliner in this match. Mayu has been trying to retire for a couple of years, and she's still held together with tape, okay? Essentially, when Io Shirai left and uh, when Kairi Hojo left, or uh, Kairi Sane, as she has now left, uh, stardom a couple of years ago, she kind of stuck around to kind of help them out, and she's still there. And she seems to be enjoying her wrestling. She had a big uh, match against Madison, in Madison Square Garden last year for, uh, for the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She's a former Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She's a former star, World of Stardom Champion. And she's one of the best main events that we've got. I saw her wrestle in London uh, a couple of years ago, where I met a load of friends, which I still who I still see at Joshi shows uh, every once in a while. And she wrestled a match with. Uh, she was the main event. It was a six way. It was a three way dance main event. I can't remember who she was with it off the top of my head, but she seriously impressed me. And she's been impressing me for a long time as a tag team wrestler. And then she got to be like in the top three of. Of stardom, she was one of the top three babyface draws. Draws had a big tag title run with Io Shirai, which cemented her as a main eventer. And now she's the matriarch of the company. She's one of the people who really looks after what the company is doing and how far they've gone. And Stardom would not be a success without her. Uh, Sakai Kashima, I have not seen as much of. She is a much younger wrestler, so she's not been around in the time that I've been, you know, watching uh, Stardom. She's uh, she's 26 and she's a, a eight year pro actually. She's been, she came out of uh, judo, which is kind of in, interesting. She was a stand trainee as well. And she's kind of grown over the years as a, as a pro wrestler within, uh, within stardom. Um, <clears throat> she had a long time off though. She I mean, she debuted in 2011 and stopped in 2013. They came back in 2018, a five year break, which is a long time in professional wrestling, but she's only ever wrestled for stardom. And done a couple of shows for other people as well, Tokyo Gurantai, but mainly she's wrestled for Stardom. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, this matchup, Marcus? Yeah, another, I mean, I, I really dug this main event. Obviously, coming off those two tags, those two great tag matches, this was a bit of a slowdown in a way while turning it up with the Lumberjack element added to it, which um, watching <laughs> anything in, in, in Japan, I'm not kind of used to that either. Um, unless it's a Suzuki match, which <laughs> tends to feel like Lumberjack. Um, <laughs> I don't know how Suzuki comes feeling at that particular show. So, um, but yeah, it was an interesting element because, I mean, at least it wasn't one side, although it did feel like it at times, like you said, if because if, uh, I didn't know until you said it, if Iwatani has been trying to retire, uh, they definitely <laughs> might have sped things up with this match. Um, uh, yeah, it- it's, 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 it's a very, very half-fast moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just with the uh, aggressiveness. But, uh, you know, and kudos, like you said, to um, Kashima. I mean, while she, you know, like you said, she's young, she very much acted, you know, kind of, you know, beyond her years in terms of things she was doing, psychology and, and, and whatnot. Obviously, like you said, stepping up to a level against her opponent, Iwutani, I mean, you kind of, you have to, really. Uh, but you could be kind of left in the dust, and it's going to be obvious in that match. Um, so I, I dug the moves. I mean, and it's good to see a match finish on things that, that look like actual finishes, like following up a power driver with a moonsault. And that was a nasty power driver, too. It wasn't like like regular, <laughs> like it was inches away from being something else. Um, so that was good. 
and I mean, at this point, I'm just convinced that all moon salts should be just taught at, from people in Japan because they clearly the only ones that know how to do them, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, specifically the the women. But uh, yeah, it, it was a cracking ball. Like I said, the, the lumberjack element played an interesting key to it. Uh, but it was just another another good show. Another, you know, like I said, just just Joshi wrestling. Uh, just it, it really surprises you in every possible instance. You know, I don't know why I'm always surprised by these women, but they just uh, they just do it in such a unique way. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, they, we get stardom with their own stuff, and obviously under these circumstances, this was a free show. But um, I definitely think this is one of those things that if somebody was not you know, uh, on Stardom or on Ashi Wrestling, this is the show that they need to watch to kind of get them started. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good, entertaining. This is how Joshi works, show, isn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. And like I said, you know, thank thanks to you, I've you know gotten to see at least a, a handful of, of shows like this, um, if not better, and. You know, you look at names like, uh, you know, Io Shirai and Elk like that who have come through these type of promotions. You can't help but wonder specifically when you see them in the States, like where did they get their start from and how did they get this good? And then you see stuff like this. It's kind of hard not to see specifically when you see such great emphasis on the uh, different variations of these characters, which oftentimes get dumbed down when you come across the pond. So um, it's just it's just really good to see. It is indeed, and it's nice to watch. And I think it is a good start point for anyone who wants to get into stardom and wants to get into Joshi generally, like you said, Marcus. There is a stardom streaming service, which is very good. It gets very good reviews, and they do all of their shows. And there are some English translations and English subtitles on there as well. So it's very accessible. Um, And if you want to go watch the shows, you should. Um, And that pretty much wraps up our show today. Just a little show today. Next week, we're back with a full hour, me and Simon tackle the second episode of Brit Rest is Dead, the eulogy to British professional wrestling. It's not dead, by the way. We're quite happy with it as it is. But we figured eventually it would die, so we thought we'd write the eulogy now. You know, save the Christmas rush. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be back next week with that. But this week, we thought we'd do this one as, you know, we thought you wanted to kind of like something to look at something new, something different. And I think probably next week as well, because I think there'll be a lot of people who are still holed up looking for wrestling to watch. So we'll, fi- we'll figure out something different for next week. Alex Waters told me he'd like to do a show because there's no football for a month and he has more time on his hands because there's about 25 football matches he doesn't have to watch. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, yes, yeah, so I, I don't know what, what they're going to discuss on Will It Cross the Line. Maybe they should discuss fo- wrestling matches and we should discuss football matches. We can watch an old football match and just go... <laughs> People wandering around a field. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. Don't know what we're looking at. Well, we, we might look at the British thing. We, we'll probably love a look at another show. Uh, Courtney, I understand, is, is pretty, she's housebred ridden at the minute and is pretty, like, you know, uh, cabin fever and said she desperately wants to watch some wrestling. So this might be, might be her next week. We don't know. Uh, you might be free, Marcus. We'll see what happens. We've got, anything could happen in the next seven days. Um, so we will see you then but thank you very much for listening to me my name is James Troopin you find me at Sheriff Lone Star you can find Mr. Marcus Green at Paradox Kid on Twitter thank you very much for your time sir anything else you'd like to plug oh no that's it I mean I'm you know, glad to uh, get back on here with you always a pleasure and everybody just uh, stay smart and stay safe 
Yes, keep washing your hands and staying indoors if you have coughs and things. Be sensible. This has been your public service announcement from the Troopany show across two continents. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you very much for staying, Marcus. You can find the show at Troopany Show on or no, at Troopany Show on Twitter, at the Troopany Show on Facebook, and at the Troopany Show on Patreon, where you can keep it free forever for everyone. If you are really bored and want to have something to read and something to look at, you should go to um uh indie empire magazine look about our old issues there we're still running news sites and stuff we're gonna have a bit of relaunch soon and powerslam.tv will have you covered if you want some varied and interesting pro wrestling first month free when you use the code mullet watch uh from the troopany show code show that troopany show code there so go speak to them they will keep you very happy indeed take care and we'll see you soon bye <laughs>